there, I'm Andrea Koppel, and it's time for Coffee, the podcast where you get to hear firsthand what the jobs and careers that interest you the most are really like. Hey there, Java junkies. Welcome to another K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. By the way, K-Cups come in three sizes, single, double, and triple shots, or roughly one minute, five minutes, or 10 minutes in length. So if you don't have time to throw back an entire caffeinated career conversation, these K-Cup mini episodes of T4C can give you a quick caffeinated fix, whether you're on the go or you only have a few minutes to binge. So grab your mug and take a chug, because it's time for a caffeinated career double shot K-Cup with my guest, Rachel Sider. Could you share a time in your professional life when you really struggled? And I'm thinking of a time right now, (laughs) I'm sure you've had a handful of them, and how you persevered and maybe a lesson that you learned in the process. Mm -hmm. So there are a couple. I think the one that's probably most instructive for listeners is about a time when I had finished up with Mercy Corps and I was then working for Oxfam in Iraq. So also in Northern Iraq. And I'd gotten this great job and I was really excited. And because of the nature of humanitarian work, you have people that are cycling through very quickly. And I saw a couple of country directors come through very quickly. So I had three new bosses in the span of four months. And finally, when the more permanent ones settled in, I was halfway through finalizing a big report that we wanted to launch on issues of durable solutions for Iraqis. And what I came up against was a lot of opposition by my new manager to the idea, to the fact that we would have a public report. And what I quickly found was that he was not necessarily a great manager. He didn't really understand policy and advocacy very well. And a lot of his opposition was based on misunderstanding and a lack of real induction into what the issues are in the country and why a report like this would be so useful. And what it meant was that it led to large delays in the publication of the report. It led to a lot of rewriting and deliberation over whether it could be public or private. And it meant that when the report finally came out, I didn't have anyone launching it with me. It became a very solitary experience. And I found that the big lesson was that over the course of this process and through much of my early advocacy work with Oxfam there was that I wasn't bringing people with me. So I had a great idea. I had an awesome report. We'd done some really interesting research, but I wasn't able to bring the rest of the country team, my colleagues, with me on that journey of making it possible. And so it meant that I then faced a lot of struggles on my own, some of which were self created. If I'd put in the time, maybe from the very beginning, to better introduce the concept, to get people on board and to create that buy-in and to address some of the misunderstanding, I would have gotten to a place where we were one team and where this was something that was the product of all of us. And I found that a couple of times through my work, which is that the advocacy element is sometimes misunderstood or it's not as tangible to people who are delivering tents and handing out hygiene items and food to people who are on the move, right? It seems like a far off pipe dream. And so you have to spend a lot of time 
educating and working with people and building relationships because you need them, right? I needed these team members to either get me information from the field, to proofread and validate some of the information in the report, to go with me to meetings where I was launching the report and engaging with decision makers on some of its contents. And I didn't have them. So it just made the whole process a lot harder. And I think what it means is that especially if you are in a humanitarian space, you don't want to underestimate what quick turnover means in terms of relationship building and helping get the buy-in that you need for the type of work you're doing. If you're doing policy advocacy work, you don't want to underestimate the lack of experience or lack of insight people might have on what you do and your function and how you might be able to add value to what they're doing. And that requires a lot of investment. And I think the bigger lesson is just don't go it alone. Whether you're the only one on the team that has a certain function or not, you need the rest of the team to get you where you want to end up, even if it doesn't seem like it on the onset or even if you think you can do it yourself. And what I I didn't really grasp that that was the lesson until I then worked within a policy advocacy team with NRC on Gaza, where it was very clear that we had to function together for us to even see any impact. And I only would have learned that if I had worked within a policy team where I wasn't the one in charge, right? So it sometimes is helpful to not only be the head of a department, but to go back and situate yourself as a member of that department to get that other perspective. And you begin to understand the necessity of having a team that surrounds you, that gets your vision, but that can help you also execute it because you're not going to do it yourself. Oh my God. There is so much I love about that example, Rachel. Thank you so much for your candor and really taking us inside. And one of the other takeaways that I have from that story is that Rachel has already learned a lesson that it took me decades longer to learn. And that is the importance of being humble and not feeling like you know it all and Mm. other people don't. Because the truth is somewhere in the middle. And you will get much farther, much faster in your professional lives if you learn to bite your tongue and listen and learn a lot more than you may think you need to. Absolutely. Thanks for tuning in to this K-Cup mini episode of Time for Coffee. If you want to listen to our entire caffeinated career conversation, please check out the show notes for this episode. Thanks so much for listening to Time for Coffee, where the professionals in the jobs that most interest you always have time to grab coffee 24-7, no matter where you live. I have one quick favor to ask you. Remember to rate, review, and subscribe to Time for Coffee. Thanks so much.